Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Vampire the Masquerade, Twin Saves by Night. Negligence is our first story arc for a campaign that takes place in 2010 in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minnesota. Follow Ophelia, a Toreador played by Alex, Jonathan, a Venture played by David, Katow, a Gangrel played by Quinn, and William, a Venture played by Slavic, as they are pulled out of their seclusion and tasked to investigate a series of gruesome murders. If you'd like to contact us, you can follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. some research on Lilith, I think, on, on, on my computer. I, I think I'm going to head out and go to the sorority house and have some fun. I don't, know you have a, I don't know if you have quite a bit. Maybe tomorrow night you'd have a better chance at that, but right now it's kind of getting close to dawn. They're probably all asleep. That's even better, right? I think I might want to see if I can, like, uh, maybe see if I can like, take out a copy of something of the one of the papers or files going around and, like, take that back with me to my place uh, on the way like see if i can get see if i can find someone to drink from just for like before so you're gonna try hunting before you go down okay yeah. and then what are you doing mr william i get my coat from Qatar. i probably hit up someone from my herd you know hey right. how you doing you got some spare time you know just to talk first you are doing research I'll just tell you right now that the research that you kind of find on your own is the same that you kind of knew already yeah. juno you kind of knew it, just the, the, the general story of Lilith. So you're going to go to your sorority at uh, the University of Minnesota to try feeding. You go up to – but they're actually it's a house that they rent outside of the sorority. You go ring the doorbell. You go in there, and there's still somewhat of a party going on. So you see one of the chicks there. She's – well, here's the thing. You got seven chicks in there. Majority of them are still somewhat intoxicated. Do you still want to feed off them now? Hell yeah. <laughs> so as you go in there, you see one and uh, she right away notices you when you walk in for obvious reasons because she's digging the feeling of when you feed from her or whatever, not realizing it. So you kind of which you get some stares, though, for some of the dudes who are in there, the young college guys like who the fuck's this old dude by coming in here with the cheap suit and all the shit, you know what I mean? But they, they, it's almost like a sense of envy that they get, which even you can sense that too, which really makes it even more enjoyable for you. The fact that these younger, more athletic, attractive guys who normally would just kind of look down on you in life are actually now looking up at you. And, and you Uncle take, Paul walks in and the chicks are like dumping their asses to come over to me. Hell yeah. 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 So you're, you're feeling it. It feels that, that nature of yours even more. You go uh, up to the room with one of them. How many blood points are you going to take? Because you're at four right now. You could take how many, two. How many can, I can take two. I'm going to take Brittany and Brittany. You're going to get <laughs> take four. both the Britneys. All right. You find yourself to feel like you're slightly intoxicated because they're pretty much coming down from being starting to sober up a little bit. Uh, you find yourself kind of like a little lightheaded, but and you have maybe about an hour left before to get back before dawn. So okay, I head back. It was just a nightcap. Katal, I need you to roll a perception. Where are you trying to feed from, by the way? Tell me. I guess the, more of the downtown area. Just the, I'll, like this time of the day, I just probably there's be more people. There's someone will be there. All right. So it's a perception difficulty six. 
Oh, wow. One success. So you're walking along. The bars are starting to close down, obviously. You see a guy. He's he's stumbling a little bit, and he has this, uh, his friend, his buddy, who's trying to help him. Who's like kind of has him slinged over his shoulder and everything. Uh, you're silently following them. I try not to draw too much attention. Not quite sure how you're going to handle it. Eventually, though, his buddy slips, the one who's drunk, and kind of falls on his butt on the sidewalk there. And you see a perfect opportunity because the guy thinks he might hear something. And he turns around right when you come upon him and kind of drag him into the alleyway there. How many points are you going to take from him? How many can I take? Uh, three? You could take two to three. Three's going to make him like pretty much like where he's going to have to drink some orange juice the next day. You know what I mean? But he could, he could, could, it could be doable with three, you know? Yeah, let's go with three. Okay, so you take three points from him where he kind of nods off. And to, to normal people, he may just look like someone who basically just passed out to with his buddy. They're just kind of slumped along there, you know? And I have the uh, efficient digestion thing, which means I get an extra point for every two. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. So you got four points there, four points of blood. So you went from, David, you're at what, eight? Yeah. And Katal, you're at eight now? Yeah. Uh, William, you're at eight, I believe, right? Are you going to feed or are you going to go or are you just going to go back? Yeah, I actually wanted to hit someone up from my herd, you know, just call a nurse. Uh, yeah. Hey, so you, shift's ending. Want to go back to my place, you know? So you, you're calling her. She's uh, she's kind of yeah. one who's like in her lower, early 30s that you were kind of been juggling for like the last six years since she was 20. She's used to getting these calls from you in the middle of the night, kind of almost like you've met. You just mentally mess with this female so much to where now she is so used to like you say, hey, I want you now. She comes to your apartment thinking that it's just kind of in her eyes and you've dominated her and did things to where she thinks it's just like a, a one, just a casual encounter. You know what I mean? To which usually you kick her out of the apartment, you know, rather quickly than <laughs> do whatever you got to do. You know, I don't mean that to be sexist, but that's William's character. No oh, yeah. I'll just take a point. So you all wake up the next day. Boom, 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 boom. You all take one blood point off. Alex, you wake up first because you have the, the highest humanity of the group. Oh, and then and then uh, it is Katow, and then Katow and John wake up at the same time, and then William, you evil little white collar <laughs> guy, you wake up last, which really doesn't matter uh, now. But you guys wake up. What are you going to do first, Alex? You first. Um, yeah, I'll get up. I'll uh, put on some kind of uh, more practical clothes, you know, loose-fitting okay. pants, and kind of darker clothes for you know snooping. I want to do a bit of snooping tonight. All right. And don't forget, you guys have each other's uh, phone numbers and everything, too. You guys change that yeah, all I've out. Seen a, I've seen a group text out and say, hey, meet up at the restaurant again. You guys all receive a text from her. What are you going to do, uh, Chase? I'm going to check the message from Johnson real quick before I head out. It's uh, So you check the message is still there. You've able to, to talk or meet or talk shop the next couple of days? Yeah, I, I'd be interested in um, looking into some prospects. Do you want to talk online or, or in person over the phone? Uh, I, I don't do phone. So he's like, well, he, he, here's the details. I'll be busy the, for the next couple of days. Give me give me the information you have, and I'll get back to you. It's looking into a company called Colburn Trust Company. Is that with a C? Yeah, C. Yep. It says needs information on dealings with a company called New Horizon Capital Management. We'll give you more details if you accept. Okay. I was just going to head over to the... And what are you going to do, Mr. Katow? Uh, I guess, uh, you know, get dressed in the same style clothes as he had yesterday. Maybe bring up, bring along like one coat of, like one formal coat, coat of his own. Just like 
just in case. <laughs> and uh, like, so like push, put his uh, broken hand into a uh, like a makeshift uh, cast thing he has. Uh, like a brace. He's got yeah. a broken hand. Yeah, you guys never noticed that. You didn't notice yesterday because he had spent a point to heal it, but he has a flaw where it was kind of cool where he was basically, his hand was broken while he was embraced. He tried to fend off his sire who was frenzy, and then his sire caught the punch and just kind of went, <laughs> crushed his hand. And so he's kind of has a lame hand unless he spends a blood point to heal it, which is like one level or two levels of damage, whatever gives you the negative one on there. So yeah, he has, like a, he has like a little brace thing that he like, when he like doesn't want to bother with healing, he just like, like puts it on, like so. You know, he's like you know, less obvious that he, uh, he has a hat broken hand. All right, and what are you doing, Mister Strother? Okay, I wake up, take a look at my investments, you know, just check them out. If everything's going fine, then I'm probably going to have to go to the restaurant. So you guys all make it to the restaurant. You have uh, Miss Juno there is is accordingly letting you guys in there. It seems like man, shit, we were just in here all night last night. You know, it's kind of you guys are feeling the pull of. So this is what it's like having to be involved in Kindred City Affairs. This is just the tip of the iceberg. You're kind of realizing, like, man, my existence anymore isn't just kind of doing my own thing for eternity. I actually found out that you feel, like, the sense of being dragged into something bigger than yourselves almost, you know? Because if you would have told each other you'd been doing this a year ago, you would have laughed at each other, let alone a week ago, you know? So uh, you all go in there, Miss Juno. Uh, welcome back. I'm trying not stay here too long because I'm sure you're probably sick of the place. Uh Got a few leads. What do you? What, who wants to go? We. Uh, I. I think I might go check out the apartment where Ramona lived. And we have that data based on the uh, police reports. I the, spoke to the reporter, but it was also in the police report too. Tell me where to go. I'll go there. I. I don't really care. So let's go. Let's go over the list. List of leads we do have. So we have Ramona's apartment. We have Paul's apartment. We have Ramona's mother and. Oh, Got the uh, hotels. Oh yeah, the the two hotels. A lot of fun stuff. <laughs> where, where were you going, Ophelia? I was going to go to Ramona's apartment and have a look. I'll head over there with you. I'll, I'll be sure. your I'll be your the molder to your scully. Okay, we'll get our flashlights out. <laughs> are, you, are you two tagging along with them, guys? Uh, no, I think I want to go check out the hotels. Okay, you're going to go check out the hotels. What about you, William? You're going to hang out with the first group, second group? Uh, I'll check out Ramona's mother, right? We'll handle Miss Juno and John Chase. So you guys are going to the first apartment. Whose cars are you taking? How are you guys getting there? Tell me. We can take Pick my car. Out. I'll drive. Yeah, you can drive. Okay. What, what's, our, what's our cover story? What, what's our um, angle here? Are, we, are you a cop and I'm your assistant, or are we just going to break in with no one seeing us? I'll be... um. I'll be the detective, and you can be my uh, assistant. That sounds appropriate. Great. Okay, yeah, I'm just quite I practically. So. It's not assistants. They have partners, but... No, I like the assistant better. I'm going to be Agent uh, Paul Halen. Paul okay, Halen. I, I, I need you to... What? What's your uh, intelligence and your law? Uh, my intelligence is three. My law is absolutely zero. I, I don't need to know law. To act yeah. like I know law. Hold on, hold on. Okay, so for knowledges, which law is a knowledge, right? Yeah. Yes. You can't make a rule unless, even if you don't have one. What about you, uh, Ophelia? Do you got any dots in law? I have zero, but I'm intelligence three. Yeah. I'll be carrying a little notepad and 
pretending like I'm just taking notes the whole time. So you guys are driving up towards Ellsworth Towers. Just so you guys know background, Ellsworth Towers are probably the creme de la creme when it comes to a high-class apartment complex. Actually, William Strother, 20 years ago, almost moved into to the tower, but due to being embraced and everything like that, it kind of changed changed his plans there. Uh, you guys are going there. It's roughly around seven in the evening, still somewhat early. There's obviously more traffic than there was last time you guys met up. Visitor parking and there's residential parking. That you guys residential parking has a valet type guy there, and then the visitor parking has someone who's in a glass booth there. Who I'm gonna uh, hit Starbucks on the way there. You want anything? Let's get Starbucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I could pretend to drink a coffee, I guess. All right, cool. So you guys are going are you going to Starbucks? Yeah, I'm ahead of Starbucks, man. Why not? Right. Why not? You're going through the drive through of a Starbucks? Yeah. So you're rolling through the drive through you have some barista who she opens up the uh, takes your order, uh welcome to Starbucks. How what's your order? I never thought uh, I'd uh, like a, a grande bold with lots of cream and lots of sugar. You go up to the window, she opens it up, she's like, All right, that'll be three fifty. No, 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 no. I'm a cop. You're gonna you're gonna cop this for me. <laughs> Uh, she's just looking at you like, sir, I, I got, you got to pay for the coffee. I'm sorry. I'll get it. Oh, my, my, uh, my etiquette will kick in. I'll, 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 I'll get this. I'll pay for it. <laughs> you hand over some dollar bills, I take it, or a card I or want, something like I want that. A soy decaf latte with artificial sweetener. So she adds it and goes against you guys. You're, you're a cop. You guys get the Starbucks order and she gives it to you guys. <laughs> you guys, I take it, drive off after you get it. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So you get you get to the Ellsworth Towers. So you have a choice to either try to go to where you if you live there to the the parking garage to the right, or there's a parking garage to the left for visitors. Which one are you going to go up to? You're driving. Well, we'll hit the visitors. Okay. Probably cool. easier to get into the visitors, right? Because then we don't have to worry about anybody driving up looking for permits. So uh, you guys go up to the visitors. You see a guy who uh, he's an older gentleman. It's like kind of like where there's an entrance and a and, and a one to leave, and there's like a almost like a telephone booth sized little you know obviously wider that he's sitting in there. He opens it up. He's like hands you a, a punch out ticket, and he's like, "What apartment will you be visiting?" Uh, we know the number, right? I don't know the exact number. But yeah, yeah, just, it's, it's we'll apartment one hundred two. It's apartment one hundred two. Yeah. He hands you the the punch ticket, like the validation thing you put on there, and the arm of it opens up for you to drive through. You go ahead and drive through. Uh, there's, you know, there's not too much parking in there. It's two, it's two layers. It's kind of, uh, you know, very cementish, uh, very hollow. It's really chilly, but no snow, unlike everywhere else. And uh, you guys go ahead and park. We're gonna go to the her apartment. All right. So you guys walk out of the parking area. There's like a little step that leads to glass, like almost like a hallway to where it connects to the front entrance. If you want, if you were to walk through the front entrance, but. You go in through there. You see, uh, it's very nice. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, almost like four feet tall vases with different kinds of plants coming out of it. The painting's almost like an orange tan, like southwestern feel almost to it. You have very nice antique looking couches that are almost like a tan that go along very well with the southwestern vibe to there. Uh, there's a huge like uh, Aztec sun kind of mural in the in the middle of it. Very very high class. A lot of tile work on the floor there. And there's uh, two sets of elevators right next to each other. When you go on to the left, there's also apartments that are uh, that go uh, if you go straight to the left and right. But the, how the name structure goes is like single-digit apartment numbers on the first floor, then the teens, and then so on and so forth. So 102 is on the 10th floor. Ophelia. 
Yes. Feel me on this. If you lived in a place like this, why would you yeah. go to a seedy hotel? That's why I was. That's why I thought maybe she was a lady of the night. That's why I brought that up. That's mm-hmm. the only reason I could think of. You know, uh, how did she afford this? She's a young woman. Yeah, there's a lot of Both money. Both of these be people made. were picked up from somewhere and taken to the the place where they they met their end. So then yeah. we just need to find out where they got picked up from. Yeah, or who by? Right. Let's go break into this room. All right, I want to activate all specs as well before we go in. Okay, sounds good. You got aspects on. Uh, you guys get in the elevator. Anyways, you guys are in the elevator. It goes up. It's playing nice, calm, relaxing music. Very tranquil. Actually kind of darker a little bit than, than the brightness of the lobby. Uh, you go up to the 10th floor. You open it up. The elevator opens up, and it's a really awesome view because right when you step out, the whole hallway is like has a windows on the right side. So when you get out of the elevator, you're looking right out of view of the city. Uh, you can see into St. Paul. You can see the the Minnesota and the Mississippi River. You can see the lights of the city. It just kind of is breathtaking a little bit by how by the view that you have there. So what you can do from the elevator, you can go to the left or to the right. Now, mind you, only one side of, of the walkway faces out like that, obviously, to the city. Uh, so her apartment is if you make a left and you and you go down about 10 yards, then there's another hallway that goes perpendicular with it, and that's where there's three apartment doors on the on the hallway on one end there. That that leads to these massive apartments. Hers is the last one on the left. So you know you get out the elevator, you make a left, then you make a left, and then you walk all the way down. And her apartment is the last door on the right. And you, as you get to that apartment there, you kind of hear some noises going on in there, and the door is a little open as you're walking up. Okay, I'm gonna just gently. Open it quietly. As you gently open it, you kind of see uh, one detective in there, and he's kind of looking around within, uh, is taking notes, and you kind of just see his bite in his pen a little bit while he's there. He's the detective that you talk to at the police station. You go into the single door of the apartment, and you walk into, you look when you're kind of creeping in there, and you see just how massive this apartment really is. You walk in at first on the door, and there's, it's, all white tile that you can see and like the the walls are white and anything that's attached like you look to the left and you kind of see like where the kitchen area is at and they even have like a kitchen island in the kitchen that's white and the appliances are white for the most part you walk in you see like this area in front of you it's almost like a reading area it's it's it has on the left and right it has like three steps that right that make the other areas to the left and right almost to be risen above the reading area there's a grand piano that's kind of in the reading area that's far against the wall there. You see uh, a bookshelf that kind of, ha- not really too many books, but more has decorations. It's, it's a white bookshelf and it has like kind of uh, different bright-ish colors of like vases and flowers that are on there and also on the piano. To the left is the, the kitchen area where you can kind of see a really nice kitchen with nice appliances, uh, has the kitchen island. And then you see to the right, when you look in there, there's a living room area that has like a 70-inch TV onto the wall. Below it is there's like a fireplace area there that has like the little fireplace ledge. There's uh, red leather couches, the sectional couches that kind of form along the wall. You can't quite see into the bedroom yet. The cop is standing in the reading area, and he's like looking at the bookshelf area, and he's kind of just like biting his pen. Not that he's looking at it. He's just kind of like thinking a thought, not really paying attention to anything around him. Don't hurt yourself. I could smell something burning from the side of the room. 
He turns around and looks at you, and he's like, why are you here? I'm following up on the research that I, I've been doing since, uh, obviously, you're doing such a bang-up job. I'm on, <laughs> hey, you want to hold my, my coffee here for a moment? And he just kind of like looks at you and takes your coffee, but, like, but this isn't a federal case. This is I'm going to take case. his notebook out of his hand. <laughs> Got the notebook out of his hand, and he's just looking at you. He's like, sir, with all due respect, first oh. of all, you're right. You're absolutely right. I forgot to introduce my partner. This is Donna Daltrey. So he's looking at you, though, but he's he's looking even more peed off because for some reason, even he's like, listen, I don't get how you do it on the federal level, but we, we follow procedure pretty strict here in the Twin Cities. This is a state trial or this is a state case. It's not a federal case. The FBI should not be involved. And if you don't give me that notebook back, you're not going to like where this goes, buddy. He's like, I don't care who in your assistant, all right? You have no call here. You have no jurisdiction here at all. No call at all? So what information have you found about the occult? I'm just going to take a quick look at his notebook before handing it back to him. You can't really, really read his, you know what I mean? His chicken scratch too much, you know? You don't see anything with occult in there. But he's like, what, what, what the fuck do you mean occult? Listen. Give me I my pre- copy back. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I try and... Uh, calm this guy down a bit yeah how do you want to call I want him to use, i want to use uh like uh use my presence if i can and i want to Sweet. kind of tell him that you know we we think this might be tied to a wider series of murders across the country uh that's why we've been called in as well the player rolls charisma per plus perception difficulty seven the number of successes rolls determines how many people are affected okay so here's the deal with this for these disciplines that have where multiple people can get affected, you can say, listen, I'm rolling, but I want to limit my successes to this. Right now, you can say either you're going to limit to one or you can do two if you want to get David, you know what I mean, to do it also, to be within it. I'm saying this is more for so with like if you're in a crowd and you don't want a bunch of people to all of a sudden, like, you know, everyone in the room to notice you, you know what I mean? Charisma plus perception. Wow. He's like, you could tell he's getting steamed. And he's about to lose his shit. <laughs> yeah, he's about to lose his shit. And all of a sudden, he's like, looks at you and he's like what wow and he just kind of you see him stutter for a second he's like i'm i'm just i'm just sorry i i'm not used to someone of your elegance being involved in something like this or even being involved with law enforcement i just why would <laughs> why would why would you choose law enforcement i mean it's just, hey can we stick to the details of the case here um, well while know, she's got him uh professional oh, i'm gonna right. tell him you know look we're, we're, we're pursuing what we think might be a nationwide murderer. Uh, we've got a lot of resources behind us. Why don't you go take the night off? You let us let us look around here, and we'll, we'll let you know what we find. Well, I'm sure I would probably be a hindrance. I'm sorry. I just didn't know if, if your friend would have told me that you're, you're kind of like a looking into this and you're a subject matter expert, definitely. If there's anything I can do, p- please call me. And he's like pulls out a card. He's like, here's my cell. You can reach me at this number. Um, just I, if there's anything you need, let me know, okay? The keys are right here. And he kind of like just put, drops the keys on the, on the nice piano on the top of it. He's like, if you need anything from me, please just uh, let me know, okay? Why don't you just take a night off and relax? You look like you'd, you need a night off, mate. I tell you what, I told you, dude, these last couple of nights have been crazy. If it's not the other shit that goes on in this damn city with all these fucking people trying to t- kill each other, it's just goddamn serial killer bullshit. Like, I don't have enough on my plate. Got the wife fucking bitching at me, and he just starts, then he realizes, but you don't care about any of that, I understand. No, I don't. Like, Obviously don't care about it. <laughs> like, like, okay, I just, I'll, I'll talk, I'll go, I'll talk to you later. He just kind of, like, walks out. Ta-ta. 
I'm gonna give him a give her a nice long look, and I'm gonna turn around and go back to looking at the surroundings. What are you guys gonna do? I'm gonna look uh, across her desks, her desk and her nightstands in the place. Look for uh, receipts, maybe okay. anything that would give some kind of indication where she might have been for the last couple of days. Okay, maybe in and- a little trash can. Okay. And what are you gonna do? Ophelia. I've still got all specs on. Um, I yeah. want to kind of just look around her apartment. Um, I'm I'm guessing not in his voicemail these days, do they? So there's no voicemail yeah. that I could check. <laughs> okay, so here's what we're going to do. I am going to have – first, I'll have Dave. First, you go into her bedroom, and you see she has a huge king-size canopy bed. You see she has a desk, though, that looks like almost she ran her business out of the desk. It's a nice, larger – probably five foot with like a three foot side addition to the desk uh, with the computer monitor, uh, with the computer there. But she did a lot of her work. Uh, You saw like a lot of notes and and pieces of paper. She wrote stuff down. Can I tell what kind of work she did based on the information she's got on her desk? What is your intelligence and investigation? Six dice. Six dice. Okay. So we're going to do this difficulty seven. Bam. And do you have a four in either of those two? No. Okay, so you have four successes. You're sitting there, you sit down at the desk. Do I have to sit down at the desk? I kind of just want to like push you, things around with a pen. Like I'm just kind of Yeah, yeah, you can, do that. you can do that. <laughs> so you're, you're kind of looking through, and you're like, look at a couple pieces of paper, and then you look at her notebook, and you're like, holy shit, fucking Ophelia was kind of fucking right in a little bit of a way. And you realize that she was a fucking high-class hooker up until about eight months ago. You're seeing like how like the appointment letters writing down. You you see just like random hotel receipts that she had. It was called an escorting service, and she provided you know what I mean dates for a night. So she filed taxes for very well for that stuff. But you're looking through and you're realizing this woman was probably the epitaph of being professional. You understand was she what I'm saying? Madame, or she did she no, move she, up to being the madame, or she still the she was still just she was still just a high class escort, but she was the creme de la creme. Do you understand what I mean? She wasn't the t- she was a type who <laughs> slept with. No, well, there's a difference in a way that uh, you know, like when you see the movies. Like I don't know if you were watching any given Sunday with Al Pacino, but he's like sitting there at this really nice bar, and he's an NFL coach, and he's kind of a man of influence somewhat. And he this lady comes and just kind of talks to him for a couple times, starts having a drink. He has no idea that what she is until like after they sleep together. You know what I mean? Over there about to. Yeah. That's the type of high class uh, hooker that this lady is, you know, and you kind of as you're looking through there, you even find you're like, holy shit. You think you found the phone number to the to the booking service that they used for her and even of a friend of hers that was in the same service too. there. All right. So then Ophelia, what is your perception and investigation? Uh, two. <laughs> All right. I'll use so, a PowerPoint. All right. So you got one success. Since you have heightened senses on, I'm going to make it a one less difficulty. So it's Good. six instead of seven. It would have been seven, okay? So you got two successes. So as you're walking along, and you're just kind of slowly, like you even kind of like touch along the couch while you're walking by there because you're in the living room now, and you're looking up at the TV, and you're looking at the the little ledge that's underneath the TV because it's small wall-mounted, but it's above the fireplace. And you kind of see that there's a, that there's a couple ornaments, and you see like a Virgin Mary that's sitting there. You notice that if the way that it was lined up on the ledge, that usually there'd be like a one inch in, and it would be flush with the edge of the ledge. Does that make sense? The statue, like the base of the statue. But you notice that's a little crooked. 
the statue itself, the base of it's probably like five feet by five or five inches by five inches by five inches. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a larger Virgin Mary. And when you, when you move, when you move it to kind of straighten it out, you notice that behind it, one of the bricks, because the wall a lot where the TV is hanging from the fireplace on is like brick. You understand it's all yeah. white, but that it's brick towards around there. You notice that yeah. there's a brick loose there. All right, I'll go and uh, check out the loose brick. So you pull the loose brick out, and you yeah, and you you see in the brick that there's is another Manila envelope almost, and you see like a USB drive that's kind of resting, but the the, the envelopes almost like had to be bended a little bit to fit into the brick. I'll take take both of those things. So you take uh, both of them out. Sure, I'll uh, put the US, I'll pocket the USB stick and open up the Manila folder and have a wee look. Just a quick glance. Well, just from your quick initial glance, there's about ten pictures in there, and they look like people doing one form of sexual act or another the first one top one you see is two two guys who are in the middle of doing something there just from glancing in there real quick huh. yeah okay <laughs> you know I'll, I'll i'll see what when i see what the subject matter is i'll kind of flick through it and put it back in the folder and not, yeah. i'm not too interested in taking a long look at those yeah you guys are sitting there <laughs> for about an hour next i'm gonna i'm gonna cut to katow yeah. so katow you were going to investigate the hotel right yeah. So, have you thought about your contacts? My, uh, yeah. Okay. Is that what you're? Is that what you're trying to work with here? Yeah, I think about calling my uh, ally uh, Horatio and see like information I can get from him. Like while I'm on driving to the night in. Okay. You call him. What's going on, young man? Well, hey there. Uh, yeah. So, get this. You know those uh, murders that's been going on. The man and the woman in the hotel rooms. Yeah, yeah, I do know. I got two people right now who've been out sick now because of the, because having to find that stuff. Yeah, is could I uh, talk to those people? Because like, because see, the thing is, I've been uh, asked to a sort of a help figure this figure this thing out. Why would you be involved in this at all? I thought you were just doing security work for us and everything. Well. Uh, well, see, he, he, well, because uh, do think of it like a preemptive thing. Like, if I can help, you know, end this quicker, then you know, you don't want to, because end this quicker, then that way everything just go back to normal. And I don't want to see you fall into anything that that like this, man. You're you're a good kid. I know you're trying to do good, and I need you to roll uh, manipulation and subterfuge for me. What's your manipulation subterfuge right now? Because right now, honestly, he's going to be like, what is this kid doing being involved Manip- in anything? Manip- this? Manip- manipulation is three, and subterfuge yeah. is... Is one? Yes. All right, so for a total of four. We'll say difficulty seven, all right? Mm-hmm. So you got two successes. Do you convince him? Because you kind of sense right away he's putting his guard up. Like, listen, you wanted me to do security for the, for these ladies. You know what I mean? Or yeah. security sometimes. You want me to help the union out? I just want to talk to them and kind of find out, maybe see if somehow that I can uh, represent them better or in case, you know, help them, you know, just talk to them. Just, I'm generally concerned and I don't want them to be, feel like they're threatened at all or anything to that extent. Okay. I can understand that, but I just, I don't want to see you do anything that, you know, bring harm to yourself. Listen, I can have you talk to one of them. The, The other lady, she's frankly pretty shaken up in English is her second language. You know what I mean? Very distant second language. But I got this lady named Cynthia who you could talk to. She's a grandmother kind of figure, but I can set up a time or a meeting if you want to go talk to her. Okay. 
Uh, like, let me give her a call and I'll give you a call back. Is that okay? That works. Thank you. All right. And I'm going to cut to Mr. William Strother. You're going to go talk to uh, Ramona's mom, right? Yeah. All right. So you got her address and her phone number. She lives kind of in a lower, very low middle class neighborhood. You know what I mean? Not quite on the poverty line, but pretty damn close. She lives in St. Paul. She lives in kind of a, a brownstone type apartment. Yeah, so yeah. she lives in one of those and you have her address and phone number. So how, how are you going to go back and try contacting her? Yeah. So I take a look at my car. Do I really want to go there? <laughs> you do have an alarm system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess I'll, I guess I'll go. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'll go so there you, personally. All right. You go there personally. So you drive up there and you, and you go up to her or you drive up to this brownstone. It's about, like I said, 7.30. You can kind of see there's, there's like a front uh, a front window next to the front door where there's a light on and it looks like someone's in there. Uh, you're just going to go up and ring the doorbell. What are you going to do? Yeah, just ring the doorbell. You hear movement. Then you hear the door open up. And she looks to be about in her mid-50s, late 50s. She's kind of overweight. She's wearing like a cleaning outfit like she may have been uh, – you know, part of a cleaning staff somewhere like that. Like she just got off work and everything. She kind of looks downtrodden and beat down. Like life has just been rough on her. And you can kind of see behind her. There's like a little mini hallway. You see like the back of a couch and like a TV that's on to the local news. And you see on the left side of the wall, there's like a little, like a little stand that has pictures of younger looking kids. And you kind of look there and you can kind of see the same senior picture from Ramona uh, that was in the newspaper there, but it's framed, you know, can I, can I help you? Good evening. Uh, my name is Anthony Checkers. I am part of a, su- a support group called Those Who Left Behind. We are trying to help people uh, whose closest were murdered or killed and help them deal with their situation. And we re- I read about your case in the news and I thought you might need some emotional support. Well... I mean, I really appreciate it. I mean, I've been the father Connery has been helping me out and everything like that. And and I guess my other daughter has been helping me, but I mean, do you want to come in? You want to have a cup of coffee or something? I just got back from work. If you don't mind. Yeah, please come in and you see if she kind of leads you in and you walk in and you're actually not used to being in such a crammed, like, you know what I mean? A hallway, but she kind of like just makes a right into like a little kitchen area where there's like a little table where two people could probably sit. And she goes and she starts making coffee and she's like, this has just been really hard on me. And I don't even know. I'm, I have no choice, but to keep working. I can't afford to pay any of the bills by taking any time off. The cops were here like the night before they told me we're still planning the funeral arrangements. My daughter, she's, she's coming from Florida. I just, I don't know what to do right now. I, I just don't, and she's just see her kind of like as her back is facing you, you kind of see that she's like, she's starting to sob a little bit there while you're sitting there. So I, I try to, you know, sort of put my hand on her shoulder. And, uh, you know, uh, from our, uh, from uh, my experience in our organization, uh, you know, what can really help is talk about the person you lost, you know, get all those emotions out. Don't bottle it up. All right. Let's do. Uh, let's see here. Let's do, uh, would you say you're trying to be sincere or are you trying to manipulate her? Manipulate us, fuck. Yeah, manipulate her, okay. So uh, 
you're, let's do a manipulation and I would say empathy, but you don't have a dot in empathy, so we'll do manipulation. Difficulty six, so that's three dice. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, oh wow! You go put your hand on her shoulder and you try to turn on the charm. She just turns around and looks at you. She's like, "I, I don't need to talk to anyone. You, you invaded my personal space. I don't like to be touched. Please leave." Okay, okay, fuck this. I'll look her in the eye. Tell me everything about your daughter from. Uh, uh, everything strange about your daughter. So you have a lot to dominate too. Uh, it's manipulation plus leadership, but I don't have leadership. All but right, I'm using willpower this time. Okay. All right, go ahead and roll it. Don't botch. Right, her, it was difficulty five, but you, okay. So you got one success. So she's like, she slept with people for money. What else do you want to know? She slept. She slept with people for money. She. I don't know what my daughter did. After that, she quit talking to me seven years ago. She's staring at we you. We like, drifted apart. Yes, yes, we drifted apart. Roll again. Yeah, yeah, roll again. Oh fuck! No, you Baby. got it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got it. Yes, we drifted apart because she, she got, she just didn't like the lifestyle that we had. She never liked being part of this lifestyle. She thought we were too poor. She wanted to, to fit in. Nothing I ever did was good enough for her. Uh, did this start when she started meeting someone or started being? Friends with someone, or it's, started it's going. When, it's when she started. It's when she started realizing that she could use her looks to get things and get ahead in life. Okay. And the, so there was no the, person involved. No, it was college. That's what happened. She she wanted to start going to college. She did about a semester, then she dropped out when she realized that she could do use her looks and use her charisma to go ahead and get ahead in life. Yes. Thank you for tears. your time. Yeah, she has tears going down her eyes while you say that. And she just doesn't even respond and turns around and starts sobbing while looking into the, the sink. You walk out like the cold-hearted bitch, you bastard you are. <laughs> yeah, I sort of slammed the door. Uh, you, Mr. Chase, and Miss Juno are still in the apartment together. All right. Okay. Well, I've got them in another folder and a USB. I'll show, I'll show Mr. Chase what I found. So you look in these pictures and you start seeing that the – as you're looking through Chase and both of you guys look, you see that He's it is not looking. it's uh, three pictures each. It's really nine pictures. It's three pictures of three different people kind of doing some taboo sexual type stuff. One is a, is a guy that uh, is, is in kind of some relations, physical relations with a man. But you, as you look on the back of the picture, you see that uh, written on there, it says... It says so I'm going to yeah. assume, based off the information that I have before me, that not only was she acting as a call girl, but she was using pictures from these illicit acts to uh, blackmail individuals of high standing and finances to mm, I don't make know. money. I yeah. concur. Yeah, but you see the f the first one uh, is, like I said, the two guys, and it says uh, lead district attorney written on the back. Uh, it says his name is Aaron Moore. Then you see uh, another picture of, a guy had just having relations with a female. You do recognize this guy because it's the it's the mayor of Minneapolis. Holy hmm. shit! His name is Things Paul Brendan. Very interesting. Yeah, and, and then, useful, useful, very useful. Yeah. Definitely keep keep all of these. <laughs> and it, and then you see uh, a final picture of a guy uh, who's getting uh very unsavory things done to him by a couple females, and it says uh, lead narcotics. Uh, officer Charles Lima, L-I-M-A. So to cover again what you went over, Dave, 
you on your own found out she was a high class hooker. You got a number to the to the booking service and a number to a friend of hers who did it. One other thing I forgot to point out too is you're kind of getting the impression that maybe she didn't work in that for maybe like the last eight months. I think I pointed that out. I just yes, she did. Hey, does it have a copy of all of her um, clients? Does she have any information on any of her clients aside from the pictures on the USB drive? Well, he has the U- she has the USB drive. Yeah, you, I didn't you, see the USB drive. Yeah, you. Uh, you I'm talking know. about on her computer and stuff at her desk. You can't get into well, what's what's in computers? Yep, okay. So let's say what's in computers? Difficulty six. You have three successes. So you get into her computer. You're looking around and you find an Excel spreadsheet that has a bunch of names and numbers. Okay. And there's about two hundred. I'm gonna make a copy of that shit. All right. Could check now, out the USB stick I got with me. Oh, we could do that too. I'm assuming the USB stick probably has the negatives for those photos. And you go ahead and borrow on it. Yeah, it's, it's sure just digital copies. It's just digital copies. So we're definitely going to copy the um, clientele list. We'll write this down. Clientele list, take the photos, and the information for the booking agent. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts? Or just media in general? that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by! We hope to see you there.